Welcome to Yogini Secrets. In this podcast, I seek to explore the ancient wisdom of holistic health and share the very best secrets to help you experience health, wellness, and self-efficacy in your longevity. I'll interview wellness thought leaders. Listen as we explore holistic practices and the connections to nature. Welcome, welcome. This week, I am sharing a little bit about the Yogini diet. The Yogini diet is what I'm loosely referring to is how female yoga practitioners tend to feed themselves. And anyone who practices yoga, there is a huge variance of what yoga teachers are like. So please don't take offense if this does not resonate with how you eat. I am truly sharing what is um, outlined in my lessons with Ayurvedic practitioners, gurus, yoga teachers who I worked with to get certified uh, with, and just all that I understand about how yoga practitioners consume their nourishment, their diet. And in this podcast, I want to share the secret, um, which may not be such a secret, really. I think most people think that uh, yoga teachers don't eat. (laughs) And that's not true. We all need nourishment to have energy. Yoginis are very aware of prana and that vital life force that's so important to us in developing our bodies, in exercising our bodies. But as we consider the traditional, I'm in the U.S., American diet, as opposed to the... Um, the, the way yoga practitioners have been taught to eat through the Vedic texts, through the yoga sutras, we find that the true nature of the diet begins first with the nourishment of our spirit. So cultivating a spiritual practice through studying the yoga sutras, through becoming aware with um, with what our body needs, discovering what our dosha, um, what our dominant dosha is, and even understanding our prakriti. In these ways, we seek to nourish ourselves to provide a better union with ourselves, the elements of the environment, and how we can best nourish our bodies so that we may connect the mind and the spirit with the body. 
with all of this to be considered, I want to share with you that this special time of spring is a great time to start thinking about how we're nourishing our bodies. You may see in social media, online, at your local yoga studio, which may be opening, may have been open for a little while, that spring cleaning of the body, spring cleansing is uh, is something that is idealized right now because your body is naturally cleansing itself to respond with the nature of the environment around you. Things are warming up. You don't really need a lot of fat in your diet the way you may have been consuming during the fall and the winter. You may have a little fat layer from all of the warm, nourishing, rich foods that we eat in the spring. You may find that this idea of cleansing sounds attractive to you. It sounds like, oh yeah, that's something I want to do. And that's natural because your body's already trying to cleanse itself naturally. You may be drinking more water naturally. You may be thinking about lighter vegetables, a salad maybe, because it's warming up and there are more fresh bits of produce that are looking really interesting, like radishes, carrots, spring lettuces, beautiful spring greens are so wonderful at this time of year. You may find dandelion growing in your yard, in your garden. And that is the earth sharing her abundance with us. If we were in the wild and we knew that the wild dandelion greens that are sprouting up around us hadn't been sprayed with something or grown in soil that was tainted with lead paint or heavy metals or something like that, we might be able to just eat what is in our garden as it grows because it's nature's way of nourishing us to have some dandelion root tea, dandelion greens, the little flowers. You can saute those up beautifully. Enjoy them as a garnish. But you would need to source these out from a good organic purveyor to ensure that you are able to consume them well and enjoy the holistic benefits of the purgative cleansing action that happens when you drink dandelion root tea. Fresh is always best, but if you are getting a dried source of dandelion tea, I recommend finding it in a powdered form as opposed to um, drinking it from a tea bag. It's just not going to be as effective or as um, delicious. So this time of eating bitter greens is to help purge the body of unneeded and unnecessary fat, cholesterol that may be built up in the blood, can be 
eliminated easily through the diet and um, of good vegetables. And I mentioned the spring because that's when I'm recording this episode. But back to the simple yogini diet, this involves being aware of these seasonal cycles and connecting with the seasonal cycles so we may best feed our body for nourishment. With that awareness, we can use our mind to make good decisions on what we want to include in our diets. And right now, one of the best things that we could do for a spring cleanse is to enjoy a plant-based diet, especially during the spring. This will foster just simple elegance in cleansing the body, minimizing inflammation, and restoring the digestive tissues of our body. Fresh seasonal vegetables link into our body through the mechanism of sharing DNA with the lining of our tummy to to let our digestive tract know which enzymes to coordinate to digest well. And by eating um, vegetables, we find that this is a, a dynamic experience. So we're enlivening our body by creating these enzymes that break down the different vegetables. So different enzymes happen for different ingredients. And this, doing this for a series of weeks while minimizing grains, minimizing pulses, minimizing proteins, we're really able to cleanse our bodies, beginning with the digestive tract. And when we do that, it, the ripple effect begins to happen. We're able to cleanse our blood, create good, nourished blood. And then after about three weeks of this, we can begin to add small bits of grains back to our diet. Consider some whole grains, rices. You can add back the lentils, chickpeas, or the things that you enjoy eating. And if you do eat meat, fish, and chicken, you can add those parts back too if you're an omnivore. But I want to share with you the yogini diet as you're restoring back to normal with a seasonal flair, of course, would really be focused on the plant-based experience with some additional benefits of animal products in very small amounts in, you know, more of a supportive role in your overall whole diet. Ghee is one animal product that yoginis may eat. They might be all plant-based, 
those who subscribe to traditional values of Ayurveda understand that ghee is one of the fats that can foster cleansing of the liver and supporting the liver. It's a wonderful addition to support brain function, eye function. Our nervous system needs high quality fats to be able to work well. Our body needs fat in our diet in the very perfect amount, not too much, and only wholesome kinds of virgin and high quality oil. You can think of this like a vehicle, like a moped, a, a car. We only put the highest quality oil in our cars. And that should be very much how you feel about the vessel that houses your spirit. If you want to have a longevity and live a long time, eat only high quality oil in your diet. It's very important to the functioning of all of our systems, keeping our brain, our central nervous system, and all the systems within the nervous system fully functioning at a very high level. You want to consume plant-based diet with highest quality supports of meat, fish, or chicken if that's what you consume. If you don't consume those, you want to make sure you're able to lubricate the body well with high quality olive oils, like uh, high quality oils like olive oil, sesame oil, raw sesame oil. Those are the two best oils for our bodies, warming our bodies, nourishing our bodies. Coconut oil can be consumed when it's in its liquid state. So warming it up, it's best to use that if you live in a tropical climate or a very hot climate or in the summer when it's very hot. Eating coconut oil in the North American winter if it's snowing, really not helpful to the body at all. It can stop the systems from flowing, stops the chi, stops the prana from flowing because everything gets kind of blocked up. It's not meant to be consumed in the cold. It's a coconut. They grow in the tropics. <laughs> so think about the location where you are and what naturally grows there. You may not live in a Mediterranean climate but consume olive oil. Perhaps there are some nut oils that you could include in your diet that are from the area where you live. I live, uh, I grew up in Tennessee, and black walnuts are indigenous to that area. And it, the black walnuts have very high potent omega-3 fatty acids. So eating them whole is a wonderful way to get that. But if I still live there, Maybe I would find a maker or I could do it myself to make walnut oil. 
and include some of that in my diet. So talking about the matter that we're eating, grains are a wonderful addition to the yogini diet, filling us up. Complex carbohydrates really help to bulk up our digestive tract. It helps to foster good elimination if you're using whole grains. But we want to be careful in how much of these we eat. These can bloat us up, bloat up our bellies, and it can create stagnation in the digestion depending upon your dosha. So if you are excitable and you're moving around all the time, you're the kind of person who just can't sit down, you may, be, you may have a vata tendency on some level. And eating a lot of whole grains may ground you and slow you down, but it might cause constipation in your digestion. So you want to be careful of that. If you are very intelligent, sharp, you're fiery, you have opinions, you espouse often, you may be a pitta, and you might digest whole grains quite efficiently. If you're kappa, um, dominant dosha, you may be slow to stir, but very calm and even in your thinking, consistent, and you may persevere. You may have a kappa dominant dosha. In that case, whole grains may be delicious and just fine for you, but they too may constipate your body. You may experience bloating if you eat whole grains. So keeping it moving with starchy vegetables and high fiber vegetables is probably the best way to fill up your belly and have the least problem with elimination. If you add grains, consider it a garnish. This is how yoginis approach grains. Considering it a garnish, so having a small amount while having more vegetables in your bowl, in your plate, on your plate. The same with meat, fish, and chicken. If you do eat these items, eat a small portion. You don't need much to reap the benefits. Vegetables, if you get a wide variety of vegetables, you're going to have plenty of protein in your diet. You don't have to worry about it. But meat, fish, chicken, eggs, you want to consider eating a smaller portion of these compared to the vegetables. You should have more vegetables on your plate than anything. And this, if you, if you try this method of eating and you need to experience some weight loss 
like you're overweight or you have you know you're obese this will do the trick but it really requires you to engage with this action mentally understanding that this is good for you understanding that this is good for your digestion slowing down your eating will bring awareness to how you feel when you eat and if you are struggling with your weight weight gain weight loss applying a journaling practice while you eat at the table with you as you're eating notice how you feel notice how your brain feels after you eat certain foods write it down and come back to it make adjustments tweak what's working for you not everyone can eat a lot of beans not everyone can eat a lot of chickpeas but some people can eat black beans only you will know what your body handles best and digests very well because we the matter of our body comes from what we eat and the environment that we put ourselves in the stress that we take on so I am just absolutely serious when I talk about the matter that you eat becomes your body and many people are not connected to that it's very clear when I go to a grocery store the entire store is full of processed foods on the interior on the shelves of the markets the outside carries all of the fresh foods it carries a lot of sugary drinks too but it really is the area to shop from if you shop at grocery stores the best thing to do is to shop at a farmer's market you can get milk you can get eggs you can get meat you can get chicken fish fresh produce the freshest produce you can eat for yourself will be the best thing for you now yoginis tend to be flexible practice yoga every day have as a usually has a robust sex life tend to stay away from alcohol um, or excessive alcohol because it takes the mind and body away from the spirit and there's an exception to every rule but with this in mind we find that eating vegetables being flexible practicing flexible focused exercise is a natural approach to feeling full when you practice understanding your body through exercise whether it's yoga or Pilates going to a gym I'm a huge advocate of yoga because it has been designed to stimulate every organ in your body if you do a practice including sun salutations this stimulates good blood flow and circulation good prana vital life force 
helping you emanate positivity into the world. And when you are aware of how your body feels, then you want to nourish it well with an appropriate amount so you don't tax the organs in your body by having to digest an excess of food, stimulating the pancreas to sort out all of the the hormones related to processing sugar, insulin. The liver isn't taxed from having to process a lot of junk food and and um, bad oils that don't connect with the DNA in your body. It becomes waste. So the liver has to process it. The kidneys have to process it. The pancreas has to work in overdrive for people who eat junk food all day long because it's laden with sugar to make it taste good. And that is hard on the body. And then when you have a steady diet of these kinds of processed junk foods, what happens is over time, your body is going to start reacting to this. It could be chronic inflammation. It could be sickness, diabetes, problems related to being obese, which are a myriad, kidney failure, kidney stones. It's about bringing the body into balance. And the thing, the secret that yoginis know is that don't eat too much, don't eat too little. There may be some yoginis who eat too little and too much, but on average, this is what we strive for. Enjoy life. Enjoy the seasonality of life, connecting with food. Eliminating junk food can really help anyone who struggles with any kind of anxiety disorder, attention deficit disorder, organizing the digestion to be oriented to natural foods is the first course of action. If you know anyone with any kind of mood disorder or inability to focus, anxiety, people who have panic, letting go of lots of caffeine, letting go of lots of processed foods, letting go of meats, chicken, and fish, and cleaning up the diet with fresh seasonal vegetables is the first course of action to create a baseline of understanding what are you like when you're eating naturally? Does it reset anything? That's the easiest fix, right? Like to, to just eat healthfully. And then if it's not that, you can move on to figuring other things out. So the secret that yoginis abide by with their diet is not too much, not too little. And generally speaking, they really, they're 
one meal a day, like a one true meal a day, with maybe other times of eating, maybe two other small, small, small meals, and drinking water throughout the day to facilitate good lubrication, hydration in the body, not taxing the body, preserving the body, not being hungry, but setting the eatings, the eating times up in a way where you have an earlier, lighter dinner that may be soup or salad or having tea or having a small, you know, bowl of rice and vegetables. And then at the midday time, we would have had our larger meal. Maybe it's at 2 o'clock. Maybe it's at 3 o'clock or, or 12 o'clock. just depends on how long your day is and how you have oriented to food um, before this meal. But the higher the sun is in the sky is when you will have more energy to digest the food. You'll have more time before you go to sleep to digest the food. And then the breakfast is really to break the fast. So it's something small, something light. Nothing too major. No, no big honking, big, huge feast in the morning. It's too much. It stagnates everything. Stagnates your morning energy, which is really meant to be a time of expansion. After the sun rises, everything is expanding. Spanda is what it's called in Sanskrit. And this is a time to have some clarity in your body and mind and spirit. So filling it up with a lot of rich food or first thing in the morning, it's just too hard on the body to digest. So you're not leveraging the, the energy in the environment to help you foster good digestion. And you might feel stagnant. You might gain weight because of it. You might find it harder to lose weight if you eat like that. And then back to what happens when we sleep. So before you wake up, if you had a lighter, earlier dinner, if you ate at like 4 or 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock even, and just a little light thing, and your larger meal is at the midday, then what you will find is that you wake up sparkly, you were able to sleep well, you can remember your dreams because you're not digesting your food in the middle of the night. Digestion really requires a lot of energy in the body. So when, if we're having to digest in the night, we're probably not digesting, number one, because the body's biggest function in the evening is to renew, restore our cellular structure, to clean the body out, to sort out elimination to move everything out of the systems into the elimination system. And that is the primary role. So you might find that if you eat a heavy meal before you go to sleep, not only are you sluggish the next day, but you probably aren't even hungry because you still have a full tummy that has been, food has been sitting there stagnant. And it may not be the highest quality anymore for your body to digest. So then you might create some 
malaise around this because you're digesting foods that have been basically breaking down in your tummy or rotting in your tummy. So the the good nourishment that was in there when you ate it isn't in there anymore and you're digesting it anyway and that can create a whole host of problems leaky gut is what I think of first but it can create low quality low quality blood poor circulation you can have just toxins from this waste floating around in your system and that's not good that's what we call like leaky gut and that gets into your bloodstream and then you see other signs and symptoms of things like chronic fatigue headaches all the time you know sallow skin acne you know your body's trying to rid yourself of of these toxins that were ingested so because of this ripple effect and yoginis yoginis understand this we eat in these simple ways that I just described. Thank you so much for being here. And if you have any questions on how to organize yourself this way, I am a health coach. I would be delighted to help you. You can email me at Angela at YoginiPlana.com. And I have a few um, promotions here at the end. So hang around, see what I'm up to. I'm really excited that you're listening. If you like this podcast, please give me a five-star review on Apple or Google Play, or Anchor, and yeah, interact, share this with anyone that you know who may benefit from this. This is a very simple process, it's not meant to be difficult, but our culture has made things so difficult for us to reconnect with our bodies, so sit with this, think about it, maybe this is something that you want to try, I'm here to help you. I have a program, um, Total Body Vitality, that is launching on Earth Day, and you can you can experience how you can refine your your whole lifestyle, including this kind of diet um, that you can set up for yourself in your lifestyle. And you can learn more about that in that program. So I'm going to include that in the show notes. Look for this um, on my website yoginiplana.live forward slash podcast and you'll find all you need to know there thank you so much bye-bye have you been considering a holistic skincare regimen i have been using blue beautifly products for a few years and am obsessed with the quality and the efficacy in how they are created with so much love. I enjoy the Ayurvedic herbs as well as the inclusive nature of other holistic modalities, including science. The founders are scientists. This brand is 100% plant-derived. They don't have any of that funky artificial stuff inside. They donate 20% of the profits to help children and women in need around the world and encourage reuse of their bottles. How awesome is that? The link is in my show notes and use the code BEAUTIFY, B-E-A-U-T-I-F-Y, 
10, Beautify 10, to receive 10% off of your purchase. I'm so excited to share this with you and I can't wait to hear how much you love it. If you are curious about how to realize total body vitality and want to build better connectivity with your body, mind, and spirit, book a free connection call to explore the various practices that may benefit your personal health. Book the call at calendly.com forward slash yogini prana. You will learn so much in this call about your body that no matter if we decide to work together, you will be empowered with a solid action plan to help you begin mastering the five steps to total body vitality in your body. If you like this podcast, hop over to beautifyfaceyoga.com. Here you can learn about this program designed to help you embody the wisdoms of Marma Point Massage, Energy Release, Yoga, Facial Yoga, Mindset, and Environment Refining. So refining your life. Explore your soul's passions and reflect this in your face with these holistic health practices designed to beautify your facial structure. Go to beautifyfaceyoga.com to learn more.